show. Obviously, you're not a golfer. What kind of beer do you like? Heineken! Fuck that shit! Pops, food, ribbon! You take drugs, Danny? Every day. Good. So what's the problem? I don't know. Money, 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 money! I drink your milkshake! I drink it up! Son of a bitch. Stole mine. You're a cantaloupe. <laughs> Michael Sarah is 29 today. 29er? 29. You I'm know they I'm younger than Michael Sarah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By let's see. Week. 5 days? Yeah. Aren't you your birthday on the 12th? Yep. Yep. 5 days. 5 days. Today right is on. the 7th of June. Year of our Lord 2017. <laughs> Many lords. Uh, <laughs> oh, I guess technically it would be, you know, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, if you've heard uh, Louis C.K. has a new stand-up on Netflix, uh, that's why I was saying that because okay, I watched that. Recently. You watched it, okay? Yeah, and I went. That's a very good point. <laughs> the Christians everybody won. Just, everybody just agrees the Christians won. <laughs> we'll use their date and time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty hilarious. All right, let's start the show. Who, uh, Liam Neeson, 65 today. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the input. <laughs> Just go on IMDb and look at everyone's birthday. It's not what I'm on. I'm on a different site. <laughs> Something else. All right, well, anyways, welcome back to WTM Watch This Movie. I am your host, Eric Mulder. Eric, he is a bad, bad man. Joining me today is Mr. Alex Jones. How you doing? Let him watch. Let him watch. Wolfie T is not here today, but... He sends his best (laughs) to all listeners. That, and he has a new clip that he's going to... He's getting rid of the Pulp Fiction. Is he going... So I was going to mention a potential change-up on my clip. Oh, for your clip. Based on... The next podcast we record. Hold off on a potential change. (laughs) Okay. But as long as we're going to tease the next podcast, we got a big announcement. It's summer. Well, technically, it's not officially summer. Still spring up in this piece. (laughs) Was it June 22nd, 24th? I think it's 22nd. That's when summer officially starts. Well, either way fucking 90 and it's minnesota so yeah it's fucking summer oh yeah you betcha <laughs> oh you betcha yeah yeah um go beers <laughs> we are having dual summers the summer of, summer of fun and a summer down under wtm is going down under and under little sister <laughs> <laughs> We are doing a whole block of Australian films. We're doing it hard. We're doing it right. We might even mix in a New Zealand film. We're still spitballing that. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. 
So Kiwis, just hold your horses. Hold your Kiwis. <laughs> Aussies, you're going to get some representation. We're going to be doing Wake and Fright. We're going to be doing a breakdown of Wake and Fright. We'll do a breakdown of Animal Kingdom. Doing the whole Lord of the Rings trilogy. <laughs> That's New Zealand. <laughs> and we're not doing that. <laughs> Thank the Lord. Um uh, uh, we'll also be throwing in, we haven't decided on all of them, but those two for sure, Wake and Fright, Animal Kingdom. We'll probably throw a couple of leftovers in there or more breakdowns. Probably one of the Mad Maxes where we might just do a fucking five hour long episode of all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, here's some other Aussie ones we're kind of spitballing. I might, I, I have to get you to watch Crocodile Dundee. You got to watch one of these days. Yeah, I'm not opposed anymore. I used to not be. He's nominated. Best screenplay. Imagine that. That's been a slow year. <laughs> 85. <laughs> slow year. <laughs> what? What? What's the story about in that one that gets nominated for best screenplay? <laughs> so, if you haven't seen Crocodile Dundee, Linda, well, I forget her. Her name's Linda Hogan, or it was. They got divorced. Because in real life, she ended up marrying Paul Hogan, who is Crocodile Dundee. Paul Hogan's very famous in Australia. He was acting, kind of a comedian before Crocodile Dundee. He was doing stuff, you know, mm-hmm. 70s and whatnot. And anyways, uh, this Linda lady, it's like Keselowski or it's some, I don't know, you look it up. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, she plays a uh, reporter for a New York newspaper, and she does special interest pieces, investigative stuff. Well, she hears about this guy in Australia who was out, you know, in the outback and he got attacked by a crocodile and ends up killing it and then crawled back to town and, you know, almost seemed like his leg was bitten off almost. So she goes out to invest, you know, interview the guy, investigate and, you know, bring this human interest story to New York. Mm -hmm. Well, so she's down there for a little while and then she ends up inviting him to go to new york so it's a big fish out of water comedy type of thing romantic rom-com um yeah solid 80s flick but that's the gist of it that sounds like oscar nominated material (laughs) and it's linda kozlowski oh i was fucking right wasn't i yeah pretty close i can't remember what i said but it it had a ski on it It had a ski you weren't (laughs) right but you were close you were close (laughs) ah kind of hot in these rhinos it, it is, it is hot in her right now. It's Prince's birthday today. Oof. Shout out to Prince. <laughs> <laughs> this is my Prince moment. Oh, uh, shit. Well, shit. I was looking for my Lake Minnetonka Purple Rain button, but it's, it's blank right now because I don't have it in there. Got a spot here, but That's it isn't in this one. Not really useful on the paper. <laughs> <laughs> There's a TBD next to it. <laughs> Get the sound guy on that. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> shit stuck in my throat. <laughs> it's like a spit bubble. Got a Kozlowski stuck, stuck in your throat. <laughs> I guess. So, yeah, we'll be uh, doing some Australian movies, at least four, I'd say. Those two that we mentioned, and then we'll figure out a couple others at least. And then the Summer of Fun, we'll just be doing leftovers of action movies, you know, Summer popcorn fair, that type of stuff. Uh, we'll be doing Point Break, 
next week or the week after one of the two it'll come out pretty soon so i'll be looking forward to that and then uh we'll be doing other stuff uh talk to brett about maybe doing total recall that the, one's the almost a breakdown but still yeah not. i was gonna say that's that's a close one yeah just because Tone i mean arnold just kind of takes it from breakdown to leftover yeah and we must reiterate the leftovers doesn't mean it's bad it's just no like i love point break mm. and we're gonna dog out point break <laughs> but i'm a big fan yeah i own point, point break um now that you mention Arnold, you know, I was going to be prepared to go ahead and, and name Swayze honorary king of the leftovers. <laughs> With Roadhouse. <laughs> He's got Roadhouse. He's got Point Break. Uh, our podcast could call out Dirty Dancing if we really wanted to as mm-hmm. a leftover with how we kind of dog out movies. Um, ghost. In a good way. Ghost. <laughs> Arnold, though, has... He's got a fair amount of leftover material <laughs> under his belt. Yeah, the leftover material we do is ranges from, you know, kind of cheesy, shitty stuff like Roadhouse. That's just a lot of fun to what's a good example of a, I guess, up to Total Recall. Yeah. Where it's like, it's a pretty solid, well-rounded movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but kind of ridiculous. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And even like the um, old boy, we even thought about... Not necessarily there's a leftover, but you kind of made a point that it almost fits better as a leftover just because it's a little more straightforward than our like breakdown type movies. Mm-hmm. And the subject matter is a little lurid, I guess what you'd say. <laughs> I think lurid subject matter. Usually the missing element in any of our breakdown or any of our leftovers is there isn't any real deep meaning or hidden agenda that might be wrong to say but you know movies you can't figure out or movies maybe that you're not getting enough out of yeah things you know you might miss or not know about that type of thing yeah and they're usually considered classics or at least we consider them classics mm-hmm. like bona fide classics like they're pretty much flawless that type of thing yeah whereas you know any little chink in the armor and gets down to a leftover Nothing wrong with leftovers. So you got some, I bet we, you we, we could find... leftovers and what it means. There ain't nothing wrong with a leftover. Like, we could do Forrest Gump. That would not be a breakdown. That would be a leftover. And that one best picture. So, mm-hmm. although it, you know, probably shouldn't have, but... Pulp Fiction should have won. Yeah. <laughs> Easily. Handedly. Or fucking Shawshank over, for, you know, Forrest Gump. I love Forrest Gump, but Shawshank and Pulp Fiction are probably better movies. I hate to say it, I feel like Shawshank should have won. <laughs> I, forget, I forget that Shawshank was the same year. Yeah, yeah Shawshank should have won. <laughs> See, a leftover doesn't always mean bad. It just tries to encompass everything that's not How perfect. How the fuck does Forrest Gump beat Shawshank? <laughs> like, I can get I can get Pulp Fiction because Pulp Fiction's kind of different and, mm-hmm. uh you know, it's not a linear story, whatever the hell you want to call it. You know, it's it's more unique, so it doesn't fit your best picture. Forrest Gump is a clear. It's a very good movie. Uh, but Shawshank, maybe if they would have put mentally handicapped person in that one. <laughs> <laughs> what do our disabled listeners think? <laughs> we need... 
We need equal opportunity, people. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Australia, we're coming. We're going down under. Yep. And we're gonna have some fun this summer. A lot of leftovers. So we'll the see. only breakdowns we'll be doing will be some Aussie films. Aussies. Might have to to kick it off. Might have to have a Foster's Australian for beer. So I listened to another podcast called Midnight Movie Cowboys, and there's an Australian as one of the hosts. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently, Foster's isn't very well thought of in Australia. I mean, I'm sure it is in certain parts. I mean, just like the U.S., you go to certain places, it's like. Oh, Miller Lite's the best. You go other places is oh, Miller Lite is tastes like piss, which it does. But mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you go to other places. You know, hop over the border of Wisconsin. You know, Miller Lite is holy grail. Nobody shit talks Miller. Yeah, that type of shit. But um, Victorian bitter, I hear, is the beer to that's have. The, oh, that's in the Australia. Beer. Okay, Victorian bitter. I'm curious what America's beer is known. Budweiser. Yeah. King of beers. So I suppose outside of the country, it's like, you guys drink Budweiser? Yeah. And I would say sometimes I do. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you want a diesel. I won't lie. Diesel is my go-to. Like when I'm going back to party in the farm country, we got to get a little diesel. <laughs> They're still pounding Keystones. They're getting little breweries all around there. Yeah. So I've noticed people are getting a little more outside of their bubble, but... uh so I've been looking for Victorian bitter, but they don't really sell it in the U.S. Huh. These very rare, like places, nowhere around here. I think I even like Googled it, like where to buy it in the U.S., and there was like nothing. You're gonna have to order it online. Australia, Aussies, help us out. Send us a case of Victorian bitter. We have. We will a, forever be indebted to you. We'll exchange with you a free copy of Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> no, Brett took that. <laughs> Well, we're taking it back. <laughs> no takesies, backsies. <laughs> but I got like, uh, I can give you about a dozen movie posters. Maybe eh, I got about 20, 25 in there. Just Pick of the letter. Send a letter. We want some Victorian bitter, right? Yep. I hear it's all the rage down there. Yep. We'll take it. Shoot so, us an email. Kiwis, we'll I don't out. know what they're drinking. Maybe they can let us know. Yep. Because we have gotten a couple of hits from New Zealand as well. Speaking of which, uh, hits from like different countries. Last month, we got over four times the hits of any other country from Egypt. Apparently, people in Egypt <laughs> going nuts, really which makes me nervous. I'm like, why are we getting all these <laughs> hits from Egypt? Are they, there's are these some like unsecure, you know, lines coming in, some IP addresses I might not want. Huh. But yeah, over four times. As as many as any other country. Big hit. Apparently, Egypt Probably loves us. Probably surveilled now because <laughs> so, of Egypt. Shout out to Egypt for those of you actually listening. Yep. All right. Now we got all that taken care of. What did you see, Clarice? What did you see? What did you see, Jones? <laughs> well, what have I seen? Where do you want me to start? Well, don't ask if you're just going to take it back. Well, it's, you're hesitant. No, I'm like, building well, the anticipation. What did I see? Building the tension. <laughs> people are like, people in Egypt are like, fuck, what this dude see? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I saw little known flick, Logan. What's that about? <laughs> <laughs> so Logan... 
directed by James Mangold, uh, starring Hugh Jackman, Patrick Stewart, Daphne Keene, Boyd Holbrook, Stephen Merchant. Um, in the near future, a weary Logan cares for an ailing Professor X somewhere on the Mexican border. However, Logan's attempts to hide from the world and his legacy are upended when a young mutant arrives pursued by dark forces. So Logan is obviously Wolverine. <laughs> uh, Logan, the movie, is pr- pretty, pretty, pretty baller. Uh, it's the most graphic and probably gory, I would say, of all the X-Men movies. I'm trying mm. to recall all of them. But well, it's, it's definitely the more adult-themed. Right, it's rated R. Uh, but you you experience it immediately right in the first, I don't know, I don't know the time run, but probably 15 minutes when Logan basically interjects himself into people trying to carjack him. Uh, and he sticks his claws through their face. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Logan's fucking sweet. It's somewhat depressing in a sense. Almost you're reminded of the depressing nature several times throughout the movie, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's... Uh, Potentially my favorite of all the X-Men movies, I would say. Even the more recent ones. Yeah, I thought Hugh Jackman did a really good job. I'm always impressed by him. And this is his last one, from what I heard, of playing Wolverine. Mm -hmm. You can't blame him. I don't know how you can stay in that good of shape (laughs) for as old as he is. Fuck, I've been doing this for 15 fucking years. (laughs) I got to imagine his fucking diet and workout regime now is... you know, as you get older, it's more difficult to stay in that good of shape. You got to mm-hmm. be pretty fucking strict on your diet. Uh, I think he he's right around fifty now. Do you just that's I think what I like thought. fifty-one something um, like that? Let's take a gun. To, uh, so he's born sixty-eight. I wish they gave ages on IMDb, but it just says sixty. So he's forty-nine. Forty-nine. Uh, still in killer shape, Logan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, it's really good. Um, you can tell how they're trying to transition it probably to a new generation. Obviously, you can do stuff with some of the other recent X-Men movies, too, besides just follow Logan's kind of path. But uh, the girl in this movie, I think it's Daphne Keene, plays the smaller... Yep, Daphne Keene. Don't know her from anything else. Doesn't look like she's really been in much else TV series. But uh, she does a really good job. Uh, she doesn't talk a whole lot, besides in Spanish. And... Uh, she does a really good job in the different fight scenes and stuff like that. Yeah, I would say Logan. You've talked about Logan before, but how would I rate it? can't remember what I said. I think I said eventually. That's what I'm leaning towards. It's like one of those that's like, it's almost a soonish. Yeah, I mean, I'd say, fuck, I, I'd I, say I eventually. Really put. I'd say I'm going to double check to see what we did put, because you put it on here. Checking out our website, WTMWatchThisMovie.com. <laughs> you put soonish. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, I'm fine with that rating. Uh, it's really good. So the copy we bought, I was telling old Mulder here before, had the black and white edition, which I wrote about in our blog a while back. Um that I'm kind of interested to watch. Uh, won't lie, I was really into the black and white previews that were shown, I think. Um, mm-hmm. 
before because it had Johnny Cash song in the background, and I'm a big fan of Johnny Cash. So the movie itself only has a Johnny Cash song in the credits, which is still fucking baller. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious to watch it in black and white to see if it's any better or worse kind of thing. During the promos for it, I thought, oh, yeah, black and white would be way sweeter, but I don't know. I can't recall the last movie I was able to watch in color and in black and white. I know Mad Max had the same thing, but I never saw the black and white of that. Yeah. Thinking back, yeah, I think I, I stand by the soonish. Because I think it was I think it was a little too good for eventually. Yeah. It's, it's one of the best superhero movies there's ever been, I think. I agree. So and like, we might be biased because it's more geared towards adults. and st- I know some people are heavy on... He's not wearing the suit. Right. Keeping the like <laughs> the comic book, you know, origin feel of it. Would have uh, been kind of cool no, to see him in a suit. Like, and I have no that. idea how this ties to any of the actual stories, you know, written in comics. There's so many different offshoots of comics, though. So it, it, who knows how it went. But, uh, yeah, I agree. I, I'm good with the soonish. So you think of, like, the best superhero movies, like Dark Knight and whatnot, you wouldn't put that as a... ASAP. He'd probably put his as a soonish, right? Soonish. Yeah. Dark Knight. Like... Dark Knight Rises. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those are right up there for favorite superhero movies. Yeah. And those are smart superhero movies, I would say, too, mm-hmm. which we appreciate more. I like, like, when I'm thinking back on all the X Men movies, too, I was a bit, I loved the first X Men when it came out with, you know, Hugh Jackman and I think Halle Berry was in. I mm-hmm. actually really liked it, but that's way lighter feel. Where since then, I mean, I think, you know, one of the Avengers movies I liked more, Captain America, the most recent one I like more. Uh, maybe it's because they're more violent. I don't know. <laughs> Thinking about it, but. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, Stephen Merchant is in here and he does a killer job. It's kind of a shut-in. He's a mutant as well. He plays the character Caliban. He does a really good job, too. So, Logan, go out and see it. Well, from one superhero movie to another, I saw Wonder Woman. Oh, good for you. And how was it? It was It was really good. Is it worth the hype? Yeah, I'd say so. Nice. Uh, I mean, enough. I mean, it's, it's probably... A little, you know, overhyped, but the thing is, uh, let's get all the technical details out of the way. Give us the deets. <laughs> Fuck. Smell my feets. Wonder Woman, directed by Patty Jenkins. Janky Jank. Starring Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Gal and Gal Gadot. Chris Pine, Robin Wright, Lucy Davis, uh, Connie Nielsen, Denny Houston. Ewan Bremer, Bremner, and Saeed, uh, don't know the last name. That <laughs> uh, doesn't work here anymore. He plays Samir. Storyline. Before she was Wonder Woman, she was Diana, princess of the Amazons, trained warrior. When a pilot crashes and tells of conflict in the outside world, she leaves home to fight a war to end all wars, discovering her full powers and true destiny. So, Wonder Woman. Um, yeah, it's gotten awesome reviews. It's I think it's 93% currently on Tomatoes, right around the same user score. They're both above 90. Um, so everyone's loving it. And yeah, I thought it was really good. Uh, it's definitely the best 
DC movie. It's a tough bar to well, be. <laughs> that's the thing. I was on Collider.com yeah. the other day, and they had a list. It was ranking the the movies of the you know DC universe. And I'm like, really? You, you got to yeah, rank no. four movies? <laughs> what's the point, well, I wonder right? which order they're going to be in. Yeah. I'm wonder, well, I wonder what's going to be number one. Yeah. So it's like kind of you know ranking it against the other ones is kind of dumb. Right. Is there you know, for me, I would say I like Suicide Squad the least. Yep. Then I'd put, ah, God, I know I'd probably put Batman, Superman, and Man of Steel tied. Like yeah. I, I don't know which one I really like better. Uh, based off supporting characters, I put Batman versus Superman above. Yeah. I know some people hated like Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, I actually, yeah, you I and I both like Jesse Eisenberg yep. as Lex Luthor. So he actually he he pulls it ahead. But I agree, those are pretty close in quality. So yeah, um, yeah, this is better than those movies. But <laughs> is that in there a lot? Do they run that a couple of like her theme music? Yeah, yeah, they do it a couple of times. Yeah, nice. <laughs> is she with you? <laughs> Shut up, Ben. <laughs> okay, so it wasn't like a high benchmark, but. Jones and I, we still, I mean, we liked at least Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman more than, like, critics. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I might like Batman vs. Superman slightly more than you, because I know you and uh, Sam watched it recently, and, uh, you know, she was not as big a fan anymore. She didn't really like it. Like, she, I remember when we saw it all together, or did we see it together? Yeah. I can't remember, but I remember, yeah. like, we all kind of liked it, you know? I enjoyed it. Like I said, I think all the Nolan Batmans are better. Yep. I like the Keaton Batmans, or I, you know, Tim Burton Batmans oh, yeah. better. Yep. You know, it's better than the other ones. Right. I don't give a shit about the campy night from 1960. It's fun to watch. You're like, hey, this is how they used to do things back in 1960. Yeah, you don't even put them in the conversation. I, yeah. You don't ever see it, I guess, in any list conversation either. The old campy yeah. Adam West ones. Obviously, Batman versus, I mean, uh, Batman and Robin obviously sucked ass. Batman Forever is almost like doesn't suck ass, but it still kind of sucks ass. <laughs> still, I would put it as like a last resort. Yeah. Oh, I'd yeah. watch all the other Batmans, but check it out. Once you get through all the other Batmans, then go ahead and watch mm-hmm. Forever. And like, I'd probably give uh, Batman versus Superman. I don't know. I, I'd probably put last resort, yeah, but I, I still did like it. Yeah, I agree. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, the ultimate cuts probably a little, a little better. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's some flaws in it, but we've talked about at nauseum. Yeah. A lot of the flaws in there, you can poke, you know, holes in any fucking Marvel movie that they have, and they you know, somewhat choose not to. But um, you know, a lot of people bitch about the other DC movies this is too dark, done fun enough. Mm-hmm. Well, that didn't work for Suicide Squad when they redid that movie and put you know 80 hit songs in it and. Just eh, we'll put a bunch of jokes and music, and it'll be a lot of fun. Hated that so much. It was not good. Um, well, Wolfie Will T Smith likes Smith Suicide Squad. He's, well, he wasn't expecting to like it. He's like, I, I liked it. So Wolfie likes Suicide he's Squad. He's going to need to explain himself. <laughs> Why do we need to introduce Will Smith twice? Or Margot Robbie twice? <laughs> <laughs> 
The so. intro doesn't fucking make it easy. <laughs> Anyways, not to go off on a tangent. But yeah, uh, Gal Gadot is she's great as Wonder Woman. Um, people knew that from watching Batman vs Superman. Yeah. Even every negative review was, oh, I wish there was more Wonder Woman. Right. And then later in the review is, there's too many characters. So we'll make up your fucking mind. <laughs> and she she's great, uh, very charming. You know, she does the action scenes well. She looks natural. You know, she's really in shape with her, you know, kicking ass. Mm-hmm. And it's it's treated a little like the movie's kind of a little like Thor, like the first Thor, because he's kind of like a fish out of water. Sure. Comedy. He's, yeah. You know, he's from another world, which so I mean, she's from here, but it's different than our Earth. Mm hmm. Um, you know, she's from the Amazons and whatnot. And so when she gets into the real world, it's, you know, there's a lot of funny situations that come about because she doesn't, you know, Chris Pine, when he crashes in, that's the first man she's ever seen in her life. So you're a man, you know, like all surprised. Mm hmm. And uh, Chris Pine is also, he's funny. Um, he was great in here. This is, I think, the best I've seen him, you know, outside of the Star Trek movies. But then again, I, don't, I haven't really seen him out much out of Star Trek movies. Horrible bosses, too. He's funny in there. And he's funny as shit in there. <laughs> but, <Like> it works. <laughs> yeah. And he's hes funny, charming, you know, like Captain Kirk. Yeah. The action scenes are pretty fun there's a lot of slow motion which uh, petty jenkins is the director but um this movie was i'm trying to find out is if she co-wrote it with because zach snyder the much maligned director of you know two of the other dc movies co-wrote wonder woman with let's see here so there's three story credits snyder alan heinberg jason fuchs and screenplay by Alan Heinberg. So I guess yeah, it's only three people that did it. You know, Wonder Woman's created by William Moulton Marston, but didn't really have anything to do with this movie. Uh, there, yeah, there's a lot of slow motion in the action scenes. Kind of almost like, is this a Zack Snyder movie or what's going on? It was, you know, like 300 and Watchmen. And he likes to put slow motion in like every movie he does. Mm-hmm. And people dog on him for it. But, you know, it works here all of a sudden. Uh, but, yes, uh, Wonder Woman is fun. Um, it was, obviously, it's not as dark as the other ones. It's like, you know, Batman versus Superman. But then, then again, that. it's like Batman's a fucking dark character. What do you want? Right. People start <clears throat> people stop or start complaining. Why do we have to keep watching his parents die over and over again? It's like, well, do you want the origin story? Do you want a fucking <laughs> right. not the origin story? Yeah. Uh, Patty Jenkins. I'd never heard of her before. Um, but she also did Monster. Okay. With Charlize Theron and Christina oh. Ricci, which I saw a long time ago. Yeah, me too. And yeah, it's uh, been a while. Critics loved it. I remember liking it a lot. Um, yeah, she won Best Actress uh, Theron. Yep. Uh, so that was kind of cool. It was cool to see kind of you know a woman empowering superhero, strong female lead. Um, mm-hmm. Also directed by a female. I thought that was kind of cool. It was also nice to see the high rate. I know we said the bar wasn't too high, but it was nice to see it. This would have been a success if it was 70s, I think, Yeah. in a lot of people's eyes. Even if this was like, yeah, it made a bunch of money, but it's like around 70, 68-ish, like because of how poor all the other ones did. So it was 
it was even better to see it just fucking blow everything else out of the water. I mean, in the 90s for reviews and shit like that. Because it really had everything going against it. With, I mean, I think studios are hesitant to do female superhero movies. Yeah. Because they talk about that with, like, Black Widow from the Avengers. People always mm-hmm. bitch, like, why doesn't she have her own superhero movie type thing like that? And they say, you know, can you carry female superhero series or, you know... Uh, story. Scarlet's had two standalone action movies where she's the lead, and they haven't done, done so well. well. Right. Know? So Ghost it's like Michelle and uh, Lucy. Lucy. Yeah. It was like, eh. Uh, so maybe this hopefully changes it a little bit. I don't know. Even if it's yeah. just for this series, it's cool to see. Um, yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, I think the <laughs> the only problem I have it's not really it's not a problem with Wonder Woman. It's it's people sometimes don't can't make a distinction between two things like this movie is a very very important film for you know breaking glass ceilings for women more opportunities all across the board directing acting mm-hmm. you sure. know bankable women in film yep this is an important movie for that having said that the movie shouldn't be 93% on Rotten Tomatoes there's flaws in it I noticed some of it's nitpicky stuff. And it's not like it bothered me. Yeah. I still liked it. It was enjoyable, but there's some flaws in there. There's some stuff that's like, or seen like, why is that scene in here? This one doesn't, this doesn't make sense. That type, you know, not like major stuff, but enough to, if it was, so Batman versus Superman, they would have split it. Oh, horrible fucking movie. So to compare it with the movie I just talked about, Logan is at 93%. Wonder woman is also at 93%. So do you, are, do you, are you saying Logan or movies like it? There are, are there not as many flaws in Logan? I know it's not a one-to-one match, but it's too yeah, su- it's, it's not a one-to-one match. It's two superhero I, movies. Granted, Logan's established. I would I mean, say I like know, Logan more. Sure. But, I mean, I, I just want to – it's not like I'm trying to bash Wonder Woman either because it is – I'm just trying to point out that it's not flawless, as right. all I'm trying to say. There's a few flaws in it. Which is fine. Like the movie a lot, I would label it eventually. Um, WTM eventually. Like we said, Logan's soonish. And I I do. I like Logan more than Wonder Woman, Mm. which, you know, doesn't make me a fucking woman hater either. Oh, no. But it seems like if you try and point out certain stuff, it's. I feel like the way the culture is going, it's changing. You know, women are starting, starting, you know, break that ceiling, crack open the door of Hollywood more, starting to get more equal wages, things like that, more opportunities. Um, I think that some critics are, they don't give it an honest take with their analysis. Like they don't want to criticize it because they don't want to criticize a woman or a, a movie that's empowering women and opening a lot of doors. Sure. So I think they're afraid to kind of speak out and be like, eh, maybe there's some stuff that doesn't make sense. And it's not like they have to bash it either. It's just like, I, I swear to God, I think I, I read a review the other day. It was like, is this the year that we can f- maybe finally get a you know a superhero movie in the best picture race? And I'm like, oh, my God, this is not even close to a best picture, mm-hmm. which most superhero movies aren't. Dark Knight. Dark Knight is like the only thing that's close. Yeah, I wouldn't even. Logan isn't even best picture. Yeah. Like, we love Logan. Uh, 
Yeah, do- I doesn't deserve I, to be nominated. Yeah. If it was in Best Picture, I would go, eh, it should win at all. Like, I wouldn't even consider it. Uh, Dark Knight being in Best Picture, it it was cool to see. I'll say that. Uh, it would have been cool to see. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But even, like, looking back in Dark Knight, there's, like, there's some flaws in there, too. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm like I'm I can see lie. where it wasn't uh, wasn't nominated. You know, I don't know if you can do a full on. Not you can't do the types these types of superhero movies. I I think and be considered a best picture, and that might be naive to say like that. It's not because what's best picture? You know, it's quality. It's all around good acting, directing, mm-hmm. writing. Everything's good. And not to say you can't have that in a superhero movie, but I think we were talking about like M Night Shyamalan's uh, Unbreakable. I think you would almost have to do something in that vein of a super because that's superhero movie. Mm-hmm. It's a very different superhero movie, almost to the point where people don't probably totally realize it's a superhero movie. Uh, but I feel like you almost have to do that to even be considered. I don't know. That might not be fair to say, but yeah, maybe I think a little more I think, realistic. Yeah, I think it. I, I simply because the movies that get selected for that shit. I mean, we always rip on the Oscars, saying you know which movie that's talking about how much movies rule is going to win this year, like because they beat off to movies about movies. Like it, no. it's the same thing. They'll maybe throw a nomination your way, but there's no way in hell you're winning if you're a superhero movie, that mm-hmm. type of thing. So it was cool as fuck with Mad Max winning all like handful of awards. Uh because even then he didn't totally think that it had a chance not with how they normally pick i guess i didn't uh i forget that i think it won three oscars four i think okay and really the only one you go potentially is like costume and makeup Mm -hmm. it's kind of it and even then if you have a fucking period piece from france uh they're gonna throw it though i don't know well but yeah, I just I feel like the DC extended universe has gotten a little bit of a bad rap versus Marvel. And um I think this is a good time to bring up um Zack Snyder again. Cause I I was talking to Jones off air. I contend I'm willing to bet a lot of money on it too. Maybe I'll even I'll quit the show. How about that? If this doesn't happen. <laughs> just kidding. Uh no, I won't quit the show. We'll hold you to it. It's just going to be me. I'm willing to bet. Sitting in your apartment talking. That regardless if Justice League, when it comes out, regardless if it sucks or if it's good, it's going to be fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. The reason I say that is, you know, Zack Snyder helped with the writing and directing of Justice League. And, you know, he's kind of been taken out to the woodshed for Batman vs. Superman and Man of Steel. Less so Man of Steel, but anyways. Um, his, oh, he co-wrote, like we just said, Wonder Woman, and that's getting a lot of hits, yeah. or, you know, a lot of uh, praise. A lot of it should be attributed to the female director, you know, but just the fact that he co-wrote it, at least they can say, hey, look, he stuck his hand in something that all the critics didn't say was shit, you know. And his daughter committed suicide in march i believe and this is when he was trying to finish up shooting of justice league 
and he was still kind of trying to work on it a couple of weeks and finally the studio just said like you should you should leave you need to uh, go be with your family you know he agreed as well you know his kids are have he has a lot of kids um his daughter was 21 i believe when she killed herself right around that age and so she, you know it was it's got to be devastating for him and the whole family and so he's stepped away from everything to do with justice league and they brought in josh whedon or i'm sorry i got to pronounce that make sure i joss. really enunciate enunciate that joss yeah. whedon to do reshoots because there's reshoots that need to be done so he's going to be directing reshoots and he's handling the, the whole rest post-production stuff so he's kind of taken over what Zack snyder started and mostly finished outside of you know there's gonna be additional scenes shot by joss whedon which is gonna be crazy since he's like the marvel guru and everyone who loves marvel which hey i like your stuff too but everyone beats off to whedon's stuff a little too much i think where it's like i like joss whedon yeah but i think a movie like cabin in the woods is way fucking better than the avengers oh yeah it's i don't think it's even close yeah but um I still think, you know, Avengers is an important movie for a different reason. It was like the first time they have like a huge ensemble cast of superheroes, such a big budget, and you Mm -hmm. made it all work. You made a good movie out of it. So I'm guessing the critics are going to, maybe they're not going to be as, you know, I guess uh, hostile towards Zack Snyder when Justice League comes out. They're going to be feeling bad about his daughter. And they stepped away from it. And their golden boy, Joss Whedon, came in and, you know, people might attribute it, uh, Justice League being good to Joss Whedon then. Mm-hmm. Say, oh, he, he came in and saved it in post-production. He edited it correctly and put in the, you know, directed the right scenes to put everything back together. So Justice League, that's going to be fresh, Ron Tomatoes, guaranteed. And one thing to remember, like, Zack Snyder did Dawn of the Dead <clears throat> way back in the day, which yep. is certified fresh at 75%, and fans love it at 77%. He also did 300 and Watchmen, which I know 300, mm-hmm. neither of them are certified, but they're both fresh at 60 and 65% for Watchmen. But fucking fans love 300. I loved 300 when I initially saw it. Yeah, me not too. because of the story. Story's basic. I mean, it, it was a simple kind of story, whatever. But like the way it was done, it was it was cool graphically. It was really fucking. It was revolutionary at the time. Yeah, it was badass. So he went and on. Now you str- look. Now you look back and it's like, oh, it's stupid slow motion and oh, right. wearing skirts and it's stupid. Yeah, it's like, uh, no, just calm down, pump the brakes. Right. <laughs> and I fucking love Watchmen. Uh yeah, that might be my. That could be my favorite superhero movie. I'm not sure. See, now it's right se- up there with Dark Knight. Now, something like that, I feel like, could be a Best Picture nominee. Watchmen's different. The way it was done was different. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just have to do it well enough. That's the problem. Like You, you, have, to, you have to, for some reason, make it's people also, forget uh, they're watching a superhero movie and that they're watching just a movie to get in there and really be considered. There's a lot of heavy subject matter in Watchmen right. as well, which makes it you know more dramatic and more adult, I guess, because people Probably. attribute you know superhero movies to be just kind of children or kid fare. That uh, stuff. More fantasy than reality type mm-hmm. thing, yeah. Um, 
Then he went on to stretch the thing. So it's like... Like Sucker Punch, I haven't seen. I haven't heard good things. I don't things. want to. I don't... Yeah, I'm not interested in Sucker Punch. We talked about Man of Steel, and that's... Yeah, yeah Man of Steel, when I first saw it, I was like, no. Yeah. Didn't, didn't care for it. It's grown on me since. Yeah. So I think maybe... I mean, going back to where we're ranking, maybe I'd put Batman vs. Superman just ahead of Man of Steel. But anyways, they're right in the middle there. All right. Wonder Woman's better. Yeah. I'll give it that. But I mean, it's... To go from like Wonder Woman's at ninety three percent to Batman vs Superman is at like twenty, it's at like twenty six or something, and I'm like, uh, it's it shouldn't be that big of a difference. Yeah, <laughs> mind you, Batman vs Superman still raked in almost three hundred million <laughs> worldwide. It, it, I think it did around five hundred. The three hundred is domestic. Yeah, domestic. Worldwide, I think it did probably around eight hundred million or something. Yeah, nine hundred. Wonder Woman. Hope hope it breaks. That record, and I mean, I already broke how many records, you know, for women, mm-hmm. you know, women led films with, you know, films directed by a woman. It was like every fucking record for females. It broke. So yeah. I'm happy for it. Yeah. But it's just, just hold on here. This isn't a best picture movie. It's it's really good. It's a lot of fun. You should go out and see it. Right. What are your thoughts on the what is it in Texas? Might not be Texas. Southern state that. uh there's uproar with men in the community over the all female <laughs> showings of wonder. <laughs> they were doing that a lot of different places. They had female only showings, yeah, right? Right. But I think there was a bigger protest or something, or somebody wrote a letter to, or God, what mayor got a letter? Bigger Austin, Texas. The mayor got a letter. Oh, yeah. I think he published it. Because uh, he was like, this is stupid. <laughs> like the, the, it was like in the, letter, the complaint was stupid. Right. And the letter like was like, Women have never done anything that's worthwhile in life. And oh, was, the letter went into that. Oh yeah, it I was thought he was like, just women have about not like... accomplished any achievement without a man's help. Oh and Jesus! This and this. It was like Jesus. Yeah, I didn't read that letter. Uh, no, I didn't. I guess regardless, I think all the uproar people are like, you know, it's it's discriminatory to ban men and only allow women to go see a movie. Like you're just part of the problem. Shut the fuck up. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I the women only screenings didn't bother me. Who cares? Yeah, it's means... a woman's empowerment movie. Everything we just got done saying is reasons why. Yeah, who cares? It's not like they're only showing it to women for the first month. Yeah, no, it's like a handful of showings. Everybody else gets to see it event. I mean, it's yeah. not that big a deal. Yeah, I don't. I don't really have a problem with it. It's like some. Uh, I mean, I could see why dumb. somebody could, but I'm like, why even? What, you know, it's not worth bringing up. Who gives a fuck? That's what I mean. You'll it, see it, it tomorrow. It'll brother. be fine. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> and the but the guys bitching about it probably aren't even gonna go see Wonder Woman. They probably don't even care. We want the same rights as women. White <laughs> white men have just been down. <laughs> Tired of you holding us down. <laughs> Shut up. So, yeah, Wonder Woman, go out and see it. Actually, I'm going to transition. Since you already brought up Unbreakable, yep. I'm going to bring up another movie I just saw, Split. Dope. Uh, <laughs> how would you know? You haven't seen it yet. <laughs> Directed by M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong. Starring James McAvoy. Anna Taylor-Joy from The Witch. Yay, yay. Love uh, me that witch. Haley Lou Richardson, Jessica Sula, 
Brad William Henke. Betty Buckley. Betty Boop. And Izzy Coffee. All right. Storyline. Three girls are kidnapped by a man with 23 different personalities. They have to work out which of these personalities will help them escape and which of those personalities will try to stop them. So, I was hesitant to talk about all of it, but it's all over Twitter. It cats out of the bag. Um, this is split is in the same universe as the movie Unbreakable from 2000. <laughs> right? You look it up quick. Unbreakable 2000. Uh, also, M Night Shyamalan 2000 movie 2000. Yeah, 17 years ago. Where I guess this came out in 2016. Split did so 16 years prior. It's set in the same universe. It's not a direct sequel or anything like that, but I'll just say it's connected because it's been all over Twitter. M. Night Shyamalan announced his next movie is going to be a sequel to Split and Unbreakable. So you can tell that they're in the same universe. That's all I'll say about that. But I do find it interesting that it seems like every <laughs> every movie has like a whole, it's a whole universe now. This weekend, The Mummy comes out. It was supposed to start the Universal Dark Universe. Do you know, you know about the Dark Universe, dude? No, dude. What? what? Dark Universe. The Mummy? With Tom Cruise? Yeah, yeah. I know so, Russell Crowe is in there, right? Okay. Well, he's Dr. Henry Jekyll. And Dr. Henry Jekyll, yeah, Jekyll and Hyde, but he's supposed to be tying in all these movies together. Uh, Bride of Frankenstein will be coming out. Javier Bardem is going to be Frankenstein's monster. Johnny Depp has signed on to be the Invisible Man. Hmm. And they have... Oh, shit. Um, let's see. I've heard rumors of, like... Well, Benicio Del Toro did the Wolfman in that movie yep. a while back. I'm not sure if they're trying to bring him back to do... Jack Nicholson? Are they going to bring maybe, him back to do Wolfman? I'm not sure. Maybe... I even heard, like, <laughs> rumblings about Leo DiCaprio doing some role. Because huh. they're going be, to be an interconnected universe of all these old monster movies from the 20s and 30s okay so like invisible man dr jekyll mr hyde the mummy swamp thing the creature from the black lagoon um so yeah i said invisible man there's a few other ones uh like phantom of the opera and uh there's some other stuff that they tried supposed to, to redo be... that and didn't they redo phantom of the opera in the 90s uh vaguely... butler was in it was like he? Early 2000s, Gerard Butler. Yeah, that sounds about the right time, I'm yeah. thinking. I remember the cover. That's all I can remember. I didn't see yeah. it. So they're trying to make an interconnected universe as well. And it's kind of like, eh. Uh, the, the reviews are out for The Mummy. It's certified today at like 29%. I was going to say. It, it, I, it wasn't doing anything for me. I'm not going to lie. I'm a big fan, and I haven't even seen a lot of them. I love those classic monster movie. Like, it's just yeah. fun. Like, they're fucking cool. They're really mm -hmm. fun. Uh, and it was semi-disappointing to see Tom Cruise doing The Mummy and then seeing the previous. You know, initially hearing about it, I was like, that's fine. You know, if it, they can do it right. And I'm all, mm -hmm. I'm all for, like, remaking really old shit. To show, especially, like, younger people, like, hey, there's this, as long as they know there was an original, because yeah. it's kind of a cool way to connect to the past, if it's done right. If you show anybody that, like, just based off the preview, I was like, I'm not into it. I'd probably like the Brendan Fraser, Fraser, Brendan Fraser one, mm -hmm. the fucking 2000s yeah. better, uh, which I don't know if that's, I think that's totally different, Mummy, but, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I was kind of disappointed. So I'm but, not surprised it came in so low, but. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I love Tom Cruise in most things. I mean, I don't watch all his movies because, you know, sometimes, you know, his movies aren't so good. <laughs> and yeah. The Mummy, I just wasn't interested. I was like, whatever. Like, I saw the preview and I was like, eh, don't give a shit. Right. Just another bunch of CGI sorcery stuff. I don't, it's like, I see that every other fucking week. What do you got going on over there? That's the mummy popped <laughs> up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're going to connect it all together. It's going to try out oh, this mummy thing flops because Wonder Woman's still probably going to be number one this weekend. Yeah, it's going to beat the mummy and the mummy's just going to not get that much money. But I think they'll make enough overseas where they'll continue it. Because like I said, they already have you know, Javier Bardem signed up. Johnny Depp signed up. Russell Crowe is supposed to be like the glue that holds all the movies together. There's a Van Helsing script in the works. Yeah, Van like. Helsing. Um, so, yeah, they're trying to bring them all back. And then I was going to say they're the reason they're bringing them all back is because they're about to lose their rights on them. So they have to make movies. That's how it works. You have to if you own a property, you got to, you know, you get a, like 75 years to do something with that property. So that's why they have like uh, like there was a Captain America movie in like the 90s or 80s that was low budget. Nobody saw it because it wasn't really released. They just produced it. The studio did just, you know, like, oh, we'll throw like 500,000. Just go make a movie so that we, we can say we did. That's why there's all those old shitty like superhero movies that nobody saw. I'm like, this is a movie. They did this. It's like, well, they're just trying to keep the rights. Hmm. And so I, I didn't know that. So the 20s and 30s, you know, they haven't done those types of movies. I mean, some of the properties, yeah, like The Mummy, you could say, or like Frankenstein's been touched since then. Yeah. Maybe even by Universal. I don't know. But if you don't use it, <laughs> you lose <Who's> it. it? <laughs> <laughs> or you have to, I don't know, maybe you can pay to re-up your rights for another so often. But That's if you're going to pay uh, for stuff you're not going to use, then it's like, what's the point? So. That's too bad if that's like if it's very limited in how you have to use it, because that makes sense then why they I mean, they just maybe push it out there, pay fucking Tom Cruise a bunch of money and yeah I don't know that's kind of disappointing if that's kind of how that works I didn't know that I didn't know that you have seventy five years to do something with it or else it's gone it goes to you know public domain right that's why a lot of old music is just anybody can fucking have it now and use it right because people didn't get the rights for it at the time and now it just became public domain yep that makes sense um that's why a lot of times like really old movies won't have rights anymore is it just like total like silent movies sure yep because everything just kind of expired hmm. but back to split I do find it kind of interesting that he's doing a kind of expanding universe for Unbreakable, but that's neither here nor there. The movie Split is really good. Uh, James McAvoy is fantastic. He could have been nominated for an Oscar for this. I don't know if you'd say it's almost like an ensemble because there's the three girls that he kidnaps, and he has so many personalities. There's a, a shrink involved. Is psychiatrist um i mean it's not like a lot like a big cast but like a lot of people have a lot of screen time or at least equal equals screen time sure but yeah mcavoy was fantastic and he carried the whole movie um i would call it an eventually um, i would say i think i like unbreakable a little better but split is still definitely worth seeing for mcavoy alone and anna taylor joy is knocks out of the park again 
So I've seen her in The Witch and now this, and she's great in both. Um, so yeah, looking forward to better things or you know bigger and better things from her. And the movie itself is it's PG thirteen. So I mean, it's some of its themes, and I thought it got a lot out of that PG thirteen rating. There's some stuff in there. I was like, oh, you're knocking on an R ratings door right there. Sure. Uh, subject matter is dark. There's some dark stuff in there. Yeah, I mean, the preview is everything I'd read. I actually am surprised it was PG-13. I never looked at what it was rated. Yeah, it got it got good reviews. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like a reemergence of M. Night Shyamalan. 75%. Did you see The the Visit? I didn't. I was going to bring that up because, I mean, The Visit um, got good reviews. Uh, it's fr- uh, not, I mean, mixed. it's fresh. It's I'll like 60-some. 64% for 64. critics, 51 for audiences. Uh, I but, enjoyed it. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but it, it was promising to hear that like, it was worthwhile to watch. Because yeah. before that, he did After Earth with, mm-hmm. you know, was that Jaden Smith? Yeah, and uh, the last airbender stuff. And yeah, and he, Lady went, in the water he went on a stretch of just shit. Everybody uh, just gave him shit since the happening. And even he, the village, a lot of people... I kind of still like the disappointing. village. Um, People are like, oh, village sucks, and Lady on Water sucks, and the happening sucks. 43% and the sucks. sits at, uh, which I actually really like the village. Now, audiences gave it 57. still rotten. Um, I would give it higher than that. I thought it was actually – I enjoyed the twist at the end and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's where a lot of people didn't like the twist. Yeah. Now, the happening – It's a shtick, though. The happening, I would like to revisit the happening. Strictly because watching it, I did not know that he was... I remember buying the happening at Walmart. And it was because I loved all of his earlier shit. I loved Unbreakable, Sixth mm-hmm. Sense. I liked The Village a lot. Signs. I liked Signs Signs. I was like, I loved all those. They were so good. Uh, so I just bought the happening. I was like, well, fuck it, I'll buy it. And I think I had heard like, yeah, people didn't like it. I think my sister had even seen it before mm-hmm. I saw it. And she was like, yeah, it sucks. And then I watched it and I was like... Why does this suck so much? <laughs> uh, there are a few parts I remember from the happening that I was like, eh, "That's actually pretty cool." Uh, but then later I learned he was trying to make a B horror movie. Yeah, I, and then thinking back, I was like, "That actually makes sense on why some of the shit that went down went down the way." Or even Mark Wahlberg, why he acts the way he does in it. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, if it's a B horror movie, B horror movies are what they're shit. They're kind of entertaining, like the the campy, cheesy fun. Yeah, like the killing or stuff like that. That's kind of like entertaining, but then it's kind of like over the top idiots and stuff like mm-hmm. rethinking about it. Zoe Deschanel's in it, mm-hmm. and she's very much how she is in everything else, quirky and kind of like <laughs> wide eyed. B horror movie. So it's like I I want to rewatch the happening. I still have my copy of the happening, yeah. and I haven't watched it, but. I feel like I might like that better just knowing his intention with it. It just wasn't shopped around yeah, I in the best way. The cover I, doesn't look like a B-horror movie. It yeah. looks like a regular horror movie. On all the, all the, I remember the trailers leading up to it because I was filled with anticipation because yeah. this M. Night Shyamalan's first R-rated horror film. That was the big selling point. This one's R. Yep. And he already did these other good horror movies, yada, yada, yada. And then it came out. Huge bomb. Critics it was terrible. After the first weekend, like nobody went to see it after that. Yeah, it got just dogged out. And so I never I never saw it. I've since I've seen bits and pieces. I know what the storyline is. I know what happens. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, I also read about that interview he did like three days before the premiere of the film. And he's talking about how he was really going for the B movie vibe. He's trying to make a B movie and like a fun one. Yeah. Like, you know, cheesy can't be fun. And I'm like, oh, so this movie's maybe kind of just misunderstood and mismarketed. 100%. kind of ruined like the whole shtick of the movie, I guess. It's 2008. So you and I in 2008 are paying attention to movies and shit like that coming out. And we didn't even realize that it was supposed to be a B movie. Yeah. That it was supposed to be a regular horror movie. I'm expecting some Sixth Sense shit type stuff, like mm-hmm. that type of movie. And then you watch it and you're like, what the fuck is happening in this movie? <laughs> what <laughs> is happening in the happening? Uh, but yeah, I always... I'm glad to see the visits. And, uh, uh, but yeah, I'm kind of happy to see that he maybe he's on the up. Yeah. Visit and then... I mean, the visit, I don't know if I say eventually... Might just be a last resort, but I did enjoy it. Fuck, it's I was better like, than it's not After shit. Earth. Airbender, Devil. Oh, yeah. I'll take it. Just say something into the mic. Yep, yep. Can you hear me? Yeah. Just want to make sure it's picking up on here. Yeah. Um, see a split. Go out and see it. Nice rhyme there. <laughs> Rhyming uh, scheme little transition from Mark Wahlberg and the happening. <laughs> I saw a little flick from last year called Deepwater Horizon. Ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. Fucking oil. <laughs> Fucking just oil bastards. Fucking uh, BP. We're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so Deepwater Horizon, directed by America's favorite fanboy, Peter Berg. Stars Mark Wahlberg. Kurt Russell, Douglas Griffin. Uh, Kurt Russell's in there? I didn't even know. Oh, yeah. Have you seen this? Oh, oh I thought, oh, no, I'm thinking of Patriot's Day. Another Peter Berg, Mark Wahlberg movie. Yeah. <laughs> or Lone Survivor, another Peter Berg, Mark Wahlberg movie. <laughs> they came out like a month apart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John Malkovich is in here, too. Hmm. Plays a uh, southern BP kind of head. That's yeah, on he the doesn't sign up t- for shit. Uh, nope. Um... In fact, people sign up just to be him. All right. They'll, they'll walk through a little hallway and a little door just to be him. Yeah, just to be John Malkovich. <laughs> so Deepwater Horizon, a dramatization of the April 2010 disaster when the offshore drilling rig at Deepwater Horizon exploded and created the worst oil spill in U.S. history. Oh, yeah, I forgot to call out. Uh, what's her face is in this? Kurt Russell and... Goldie Hawn's daughter. Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson's in it. Not a huge Kate Hudson fan. Well, she's technically she's not Kurt Russell's daughter. Or Goldie Hawn's daughter. Yeah. Uh, she's in this. But anyways, so people maybe not from the U.S. who aren't familiar, essentially the biggest oil spill in our country's history happened off the coast, I think, of Texas. Uh, it was in the Gulf of Mexico. Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. Uh Louisiana. Really shitloads of oil. Um, the one part that I, I just saw, the movie overall, I, I would give it WTM eventually. Okay. I actually thought it was really good. Uh, yeah. I wasn't expecting to like it that much. I just, again, it was, and I have nothing against Peter Berg or Mark Wahlberg. I love Lone Survivor. We talked how much we loved Patriot's Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they do really good work together. 
it just didn't it wasn't it didn't catch me i guess the previews or anything Deepwater horizon i knew kind of about the bp oil spill the tons of money that got shoveled out for it and um all kinds of shit like that um the one thing you don't really learn about, which the movie was super interesting. One, it taught you a lot about just drilling operations. Like mm-hmm. he, the way Peter Berg actually breaks down how they drill into the ocean floor, uh, to me was super fascinating because mm-hmm. it seemed like he was trying to be very accurate and he does it in a way that you completely understand. Um, obviously, because it's explosions the camera is going deep underwater and then there, so there's a lot of CGI and graphic type shit going on, but it's actually done really well. Uh, it gets cheesy at some points, but for the most part, it's a really good movie. Uh, the initial explosions and shit like that, there's some pretty intense moments that are played out really well. John Malkovich is excellent as kind of almost the BP head in the mm-hmm. room type thing like that. Who's telling them ignore, ignore your tests that, aren't giving you the right results just go with it he has a pretty solid southern texas accent uh throughout which is pretty funny mark Wahlberg's good kurt russell's really good kate hudson's in there as much as she should be uh <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean uh she well she tries to do that southern accent and it just doesn't work uh it just didn't work for me uh <laughs> So. Matthew McConaughey just strolls in. Hey, <laughs> hey guys! <laughs> all right, Pools all gold, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> I always picture uh, Dennis. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Be in the bar, and they're like, "No, quit doing that." Uh, yeah, Deepwater Horizon. Um, I would say it's an eventually. You should definitely check it out, especially if you somewhat followed everything that was happening, either at the time or later on, and shit. It's kind of an interesting perspective to remember that there were I think the news covered it very in depth on the magnitude of the oil spill in the ocean and the impacts like that will continue for years on years, uh, mm-hmm. as well as the fines that were laid out on BP and all that. The thing that you forget is that there were dudes on the rig who died during the explosion and shit, which is totally glossed over i couldn't tell you i wouldn't have thought of that just based on the news coverage i followed of the spill even today like remembering back on it you forget there's guys on the rig it just didn't like blow up and it leaked down the ocean like the fucking thing erupted uh and they have god i think if i'm remembering it right it's similar to patriot's day where at the end they have some of the real um facts and shit like that Mm -hmm. um where they talk about it but yeah, super. Uh, I think it's a really good movie. It's got a little more cheese factor to it than Patriots Day, so I'd knock it down. I'd go see Patriots Day before this if I'm just talking Peter Berg movies. But uh, definitely worth a watch. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too because I had no idea that anyone died until the trailer for this movie came out. Yeah, <laughs> because looking back on it, every time you flipped on the news. They were showing that fucking underwater camera and they were just showing the oil spewing out of the ground, you know, into the ocean. That's all they're doing. Look at all this oil everywhere. And I'm like, multiple people died and they don't fucking talk about this? They didn't say a fucking thing about it. And, you know, you almost feel bad when you start watching it, knowing, like, once people start dying and you're like, fuck, all these people died on this thing. And all I remember is tons of oil, environmental disaster, very important stuff. But you don't remember any of the fucking people that died. Yeah, he does a really good job. He makes a little cameo in the beginning just 
real short or whatever, but uh, Peter Berg. Uh, Mark Wahlberg's pretty funny in here, too. So is Kurt Russell because they kind of play the blue-collar roughnecks. Like mm-hmm. They hold some type of management position on the rig, but you can kind of tell they work their way up. Uh, Better oil driller. Kurt Russell and Mark Wahlberg. Bruce Willis Ben Affleck. <laughs> Could oh. Kurt Russell and Marky Mark be sent to an asteroid? Could they blow it up? No. <laughs> Their fucking rig exploded, so I'm going to say no. <laughs> like, well, we did have these one guys we had for the job, but then we just <laughs> called Bruce Willis in. And <laughs> these other guys died, so... <laughs> They're uh, not the best drillers. They're mediocre. Uh, I mean, I'm sure other countries are at least somewhat aware of our media coverage here in the U.S. or lack thereof. It's not. It's never a lack. It's just a lack of fucking quality. Because, yeah, how do I... It's not just I misremembered. You brought it up yourself that you didn't really remember. I mean, maybe you heard that people died on it, but I fucking didn't. Uh, I that might have see, heard That was on it. the news constantly. I don't know. All these fish and animals, you know, all these fish are dying. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. I had no fucking idea. People died. I don't remember. I'm sure I read it at some point. It's like, oh, they, it they don't matter because they worked on the rig. It's like, fuck you. Everything I saw job. and read, it was very muddied with the amount of money loss, the amount of uh, environment that's been destroyed, years that it'll take to clean this up, executives. I remember following it because I remember only thinking no leadership will be held responsible for anything. And so the big thing with this, and it's not a fucking spoiler is basically like John Malkovich and the few guys that are with him tell them, ignore that. They basically skip over a test and say, you're good. Like you're good to drill type thing. Uh, and Kurt Russell catches it because he's kind of managing, he's kind of supervising the operation. And then Mark Mm -hmm. Wahlberg confirms his, uh, his concerns too and then they basically leave the room and then they run another test but something happens down in the well where they're like yeah it doesn't seem like it's acting right and they say it's good if we said it was below this point it's good and then they go without it and then all of a sudden they realize well something was fucked up because they didn't do it properly everything goes to shit Mm -hmm. i followed it because i remember reading about that like quality testing and assurance or whatever and shit like that and thinking no leaders are going to be held responsible for anything. Just like the financial collapse shit. Like you're always mm-hmm. here. The executives, nobody's ever held responsible. You find the business, all the millionaires walk away fine type thing. Yeah. And that's what the news was. News was just fines, oil, environment. You don't hear about these guys on the rig dying or anything like that and shit. So it's that's why I put it more in the eventually category. Cause you probably should. Remember that, especially for this. The worst oil spill in history also resulted in several deaths of just guys who were trying to drill the oil. Yeah, and it's not like it was probably human error that caused the spill, right? But it right. was pretty much one human's error. Yeah. Not the other one, not the other people who died. Yep. People are just doing what they're told to do, and then, oh, the shit blows up, and I'm fucking dead now. Yep. And it was just people pressuring them because, and they, they talk about money in there too, like, Kurt Russell calls out John Malkovich like, yeah, if you skip the test, it's because you think it might not pass, which then results in hours and hours of work, which loses you money type that they talk about it. But um, yeah, it's deep water rising. 
I'd say it's a good, it's, it's solid Peter Berg edition in his Americana, as I like to think of him. Yeah. All of his Americana flicks. Solid, sneaky, sneaky good director. Yeah, he's sneaking in there. All right, I think that'll about do it. I have other stuff loaded and ready, but we're over an hour now, so we've given enough for this mini up. We already teased the summer, summer of fun, summer down under. Summer down under. Well, anything else you want to add, Mr. Jones? Nope. Mr. Jones and me. Nope, 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 nope. All right. I think they'll do it. Please follow us on Twitter at watch this underscore movie. Please rate and review. Please, 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 please. On iTunes and Stitcher. Or you can go to our website at WTMWatchThisMovie.com. All of our episodes are on there. We have film ratings, blog, analysis. And I will be posting. Oh, shit. Finally. Fucking finally. <laughs> after about two months. My analysis of the Neon Demon. Tomorrow night. Well, it'll be Thursday night. So right, I'll post it right before I post this episode. So by the time you hear this, it'll be up. Snap. And you can go read it. Because if something happened where I couldn't post it tomorrow, well, then this episode wouldn't come out. So you hear this. You type in WTMWatchThisMovie.com. You go there. You click on analysis. <laughs> <laughs> you see Neon Demon there. You click. You read. Actually, you should only do that if you've seen the movie. So go ahead and watch Neon Demon. <laughs> And that's an ASAP. <laughs> I think that's WTM ASAP, by the way. And then you, I can't remember if I put it in Soonish or ASAP. I can't remember what I put in under. Doesn't matter. You don't have to look it up now. We'll let the folks at home look it up. Look it up. Buttercup. Because, yeah, it's a spoiler-filled analysis. So yeah. hopefully you've seen the movie before you read it. Uh, other than that, we will check you later. Alright, check you later. Bye. Wait, man, why are you always such a dork, man? What are you talking check about? Check you later. Check you later. <laughs> hey, man, you're off my case.